Welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Jeffree Star, Joe Biden, and Jewel Pods. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. Ryan, we're back. We're back. We, we accidentally took off last week. Didn't mean to. <laughs> it's really crazy. I want the listener to know. We have a ton of stuff going on right now with input and inverse. There's just like so much happening. I I, I have like 10 separate projects going on, went out of town, and we're literally ramping up like the biggest thing we've done like together since ever. maybe the outline. Ever. So it's like <laughs> um and and yeah, so we were so, a little busy. We we're a little so busy. So to apologies to all of the listeners they missed. But but on the plus side, I feel like last week was I don't know what happened last week. I feel it was really like a really boring. I remember being fairly eventful. I don't remember. I was in, I was in, well, I was traveling this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Last week was like the post Labor Day week. Yeah. So I think it was really boring. Like everybody I don't was know. like, I remember thinking week. we're met, we're fitting a lot into these four days, but I can't, I don't remember in my mind, what, happened? what happened. I can't in my mind pull apart what is current news versus what is news that started then. If we had done a podcast, we'd be able to go back and go like, oh yeah, these and were maybe it would have been the most legendary podcast we'd ever done. Exactly, we, we could have done like a like, what's Apple going to announce? <laughs> now we have, unfortunately, all we can do is, what has Apple announced? All we can do now is sit with the knowledge that Apple announced mostly mediocre things. Let's and actually like talk about. Things. Let's actually talk about the big issue right now, which is that there's a, a Twitter trending topic that Rihanna is pregnant. Rihanna, Rihanna is pregnant. Rihanna is pregnant. Well, I don't know. We don't know if she is. There's a trending topic. It's really apparently annoying. she's sudden, subtly like referenced being pregnant. And the thing is, what I need, I what I need is for Apple to stop doing keynote announcements. And if Rihanna is pregnant, I need her to do a keynote announcement about it. Yeah, we I need, want her to be like, like, we've yeah. developed our coolest baby ever. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> she gets that the new slide style with all the stuff on it. It's like, it's like beautiful, talented, great mom. Like it has all those like specs on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mysterious father who will not be, shall not be named. Um. Yeah. Anyhow. A lot's been going on, but then so we this week we have a lot to talk about. Actually, let's talk about Apple. What did you think about the Apple event? Because I just um, spent two thousand dollars on that fucking phone. So yeah, same. I also did. Uh, uh, Well, listen, I have to. It's a professional, you know, uh, necessity. I um, so first off, I thought Charlie Warzel wrote a interesting editorial for the New York Times, which I which I tweeted about, which I agree with. There is something that is like icky kind of icky about like the we're still doing the iPhone events in the way that we were doing them. Like I actually, when Google was like, everybody was leaking the pixel four and they're like, here's the pixel four. Um, I was like, this is actually cool. Cause like we've been doing it the same way forever. And it's like, it doesn't work. It's like, it's like you're jerking off and no org with no orgasm. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's not the good kind. It's like not fun. You know, like, you're um, <laughs> you're not edging. It's just like, we get it. It's a fucking phone. And by the way, this is, this is so, and I said this when, uh, when he wrote his thing and I also was talking about it a little bit cause Engadget had a thing about how the pixels, the worst kept secret. And it's like, yeah, but like it being a secret is like no longer a special or meaningful thing. Like things used to be a secret when they were doing these announcements, when there was like 
when there was going to be something that we had truly never seen before. And now it's like Apple's camera stuff is really cool and like useful and ex- I'm excited about it. But like in the way that I'd be excited if like I got a new – like I got a, an email from Apple and they're like, our new iPhone is available. Here's its features. Like my level of excitement would be the same. Um, well, the, the the company that's truly cracked the code on this is Nintendo just drops a YouTube video. Yeah, there's something interesting about that. I just think that there is like let's – how would you modernize this process because everyone expects to get a new iPhone. Everyone knows there's going to be a new, a new iPhone. The iPhone innovations are not like leapfrog innovations at this point. If I were Apple, I would start like – I would slow this down to a two every two-year thing and I would make each of those events really special. Like – yeah, I would make the new design of a phone, completely new designs, get keynote addresses, and w- or, you address why you have a notch, and you show it off. But when it's the exact same form factor with different colors, and you've changed the name, and it's slightly thicker or thinner, like, we can get into the nitty-gritty of the news. It's just not as interesting, and it doesn't feel – it feels like uh, it feels like I'm being promised something that you're not delivering on, so I'm disappointed. I think it's I think it's one of these things where – I think about this all the time. I was actually talking to Laura about this last night about concept cars. And I was saying, you know, it's it, concept cars are so crazy to me because like every auto show, the major automakers are like, make these cars and they're like, imagine they're like in the future, cars could be like this. It's like someday someone will make a car like this. And it's like, Hey, assholes, like you made a car like this. Like, why aren't you making cars like this? And I actually think this is where Tesla like figured something out that kind of no one else did, which is like make the concept car. Don't make yeah. like we. Are, I was talking to to Joel Johnson, um, who is a, a gadget f- famous gadget blogger, but then also like an auto dude. He like you know ran like Gawker and Gizmodo or whatever, or was was a senior person there. And um, we were talking last night actually about the the new Defender. There's a new uh, Range Rover, a new Land Rover Defender. It's supposed to be like a throwback to the classic Defender that everybody's like has talked about and it's kind of a dud like i think you know like in terms of it, it, it it's like not as cool as like they want it to be but it's like it's like so so think of all the ways that these things could be different the, the ways that we've done things versus the ways that you could do things now like the kind of like supply chain and global marketplace that exists now did not exist when the idea of concept cars was first a thing right the kind of technology we have is so much more advanced so like let's stop like why do we have to keep doing the iphone event or the concept car where it's like you're doing the same thing you've been doing for 10 fucking years or for 50 fucking years like let's switch it up to me like apple could do so many interesting things with these events right they could like they could like tease out they could ask questions of the audiences instead of saying, we're delivering you this thing. They could be like, here's materials we're experimenting with. We want feedback on this. Or they could like say, here's like concepts that we're playing with and we want to know, you know, like you could actually start to engage an that audience. That would actually be so fun. How if fucking it was like crazy. All the ideas Apple presented, which ones do you like? And then they get feedback and people are commenting and all those ideas get thrown out there. And then in two months, they drop a YouTube video of their selected designs. I mean, I know, I know they month. don't do it that way. I know they're not like Kickstarter or whatever, but I do think there's something. But it would that, be kind of fun. But we live, but I just think we live in a world where certain things are moving faster. And we have an opportunity to just change the way. And I just think the Apple events, there's something that's so self-aggrandizing and so weirdly icky and gross about them. Like, you know, I don't know how many fucking times I can hear Phil Schiller or Tim Cook say, this is our most advanced, this is the most advanced iPhone we've ever made. It's like, no shit, dude. Every time you announce the new iPhone, it's the most advanced iPhone you've ever made because 
like that's it. That's the new but iPhone. But that's not the they act like that's the answer to the question being asked. The question being asked is why should I spend $2000 on this? And their answer is usually, well your phone is 2 years old or it's faster and has a better camera. Yeah. And it, I I understand that it's faster and has a better camera. The one from last year was faster and has a better camera. But you need to explain to people what about this phone is any different or would change their day-to-day lives. I've seen people complaining being like what even is a pro phone? Because right. most people don't need those features. And I understand pros do. But if you're a pro, you're not taking pictures on a phone. Yeah. So I don't understand, like, uh, here, here's here's my thing. And I know that we've talked about this before, but I don't know that I ever talked about this on the show. People get really annoyed when I say that I wish that reviewers or, um, like, video reviews or fucking anybody giving live commentary, like the nightly news, giving live commentary on the new features – they complain if it's missing a feature we expected, like Apple didn't switch from the lightning charger or, you know, this phone's missing GPS back in the day, whatever it was. They would complain that a feature was missing. The real feature missing for Apple for most tech companies, the real solution outside of just battery technology is shitty. The game changer would be something environmentally friendly and something affordable and something environmentally friendly that's affordable. Or, or how about, how about, I mean, how about, I mean, we type about this all the time. First of all, I think the software, I will say this, like Apple's software has lagged. It's lagged in so many ways. Now I'm just like, I can't fucking believe the iPhone works the way it does sometimes. But beyond that, um, the, you know, like the materials question, I'm so fucking. You made a beautiful phone, but like it, it still breaks. Like, let's put it this way: like, there's a, like Leica cameras like are built really, really like to withstand a lot of shit. Like, you can drop them. I'm not saying you should, but you can, and they'll like they will in many cases like survive. They're not all made of glass. It's like you keep making phones out of glass. Like that's a really fucking bad material for a phone. It's bad for but, your consumers. It's but bad also, for like what's the point of of what's the point of doing a phone that's beautiful if everybody has to hide it? But also, here's the thing. All of these devices have been the same materials in mostly the same colors until recently uh, out of and they do the same things since the iPhone 6. Here but but when I watch that keynote address, I feel two things. One, I feel the impact financially that I'm going to be hit by, but I have to do it because it's part of my job and I like need a new phone. Mine's two years old. But so that's part of it. But the other part of it, I think a lot of people feel is that this is really out of touch and out of step with what the moment is. The moment is, frankly, that we are all worried about climate change and already grieving the planet. We are all worried about politics and tariffs and international relations. And rather than address any of the issues that people have with Apple, they, they're happy to address big level issues when they already have solutions done. And it's just about marketing. So like privacy, they already had their tech solutions rolled out. So it was just about getting the message to people and letting them hear that they're not like Facebook or whatever. But the the big problems, the, the things that they really need solutions to. Back in the day, it was like, you know, your iPod and your phone are are hurtling towards each other. They needed a solution to the problem, which was to combine the two. And they did, and they nailed it. They knocked it out of the park. It changed the world. Right now, the climate and our politics and the economy are, are running And they're about to collide with the way that we use technology. They're about to collide with the culture around consumerism and capitalism. And rather than be in step with the moment and be like, listen, we're not just greenwashing. We're not just pretending like we have a great recycling program, whatever. We're actually making substantive differences and changes. The phone this year is very similar to last year's. But when you buy it, you can feel good knowing that you bought something that's new, that is modern, just like the other phones. But ours 
ours is actually good for the environment. Ours is actually affordable. Yeah, ours, I mean, we have a real recycling program. So when you trade your phone in with us, you can feel good about it. And they pretend to do that stuff, but they don't actually innovate in that space. And it bothers me because they seem to be listening. Like right. they made their phone thicker rather than thinner this time for more battery. And that's awesome. No, no. To me, like they actually, that the boldest, most interesting, most surprising thing about the new iPhone, which I feel like I would have like, I think they should have been like, we did, maybe they did. I don't remember if they mentioned it. They made the phone like the the, the largest uh, uh, new iPhone, the Pro is larger than the last like top of the line. It's larger, I think in almost every dimension. And they made it thicker and they gave it like, what is it? Like an additional five hours of battery life. Yeah. Which is like literally the best thing that they've done in fucking forever. And they've included fast charger, which why did that take so long? Right. But that actually substantively changes people's user experience. I agree. I had a friend come to me three months ago, three months ago, and she's not tech savvy at all. She can barely, she's a podcast that she can barely work. But she said to me, I never realized that what an external charger is. And now I have one and it has changed my day to day because I used to constantly worry about my phone. And, and charging it and that I like that I didn't run out of battery and now my whole life is different and then she said but why don't they just build that in with the phone right. and I was like the fact that that occurs to you so I'm glad to see them listening on that front like that's yeah. an, that's no, a I great think, change yeah I think I think that I think that they actually are doing some things that are closer to the right thing it's just the way they present and the way they where they focus I, I'm I, I just I think here's the thing we've been doing this a long time I think change is good. And I am so bored of the, this whole, you know, this whole world of like, everybody goes there and they play along with the announcement. We're fucking watching Frogger? Like, yeah, we all know what also, Frogger is. Also, Why are also, we doing this for 90 minutes? But also we're, you know, they're streaming it now. And so like the press coverage needs to change, in my opinion, like the way it's talked about needs to change. Like everybody in the world, there were 2 million people watching the stream, which obviously there's a demand for like, what's I, what's Apple going to announce? There are a lot of nerds on the internet. Okay. 2 million of 2 million people out of all of the nerds on the internet is not that many. It's a lot mm -hmm. of people, but I'm just saying like, yes, of course there's going to be enthusiasts who want to watch every moment of it. And I totally get but that. But we're also like all nerds and most people are interested in what the phone is, but don't have the time or the inclination to sit for 90 minutes and hear about Frogger. Right. Like most people are at work at that time. And so if there was a way to deliver that message that wasn't, here's a like fucking speech to the faithful. Here's me testifying to the Apple faithful and the biggest nerds and the people who are working in IT and have the time at lunch to watch. Instead of doing that and then having those people disseminate the information, which is super 2008, how about you just have an accessible way, like buy a half hour on NBC and have like celebrities fucking, uh, fucking come out and be like, okay, uh, we have, you know, these people asking hard questions of our people completely. This isn't a planned PR uh, infomercial. It's literally just Kristen Bell. We're going to show her the phone for the first time. She's going to ask her like upfront questions about like, you know, what are you doing to address this? Oh, I, God. you know, when I use my phone, I need whatever battery. Really do something that's sort this. of like a stunt or something. Something yeah. that's interesting. Well, I don't like, know if they need to do try. a stunt. I don't know if I agree that they need to do a stunt. No, I don't I, mean a stunt. <laughs> I just mean try different ideas. Yeah, it doesn't I, need to be perfectly baked. Like, let's just try some shit. Right. You're the, you're a monopoly. Like, yeah, you have control I think, I think, over. I think, I think that is, the th I think it is like, this, this to me is like a lot of my frustration with Apple and like, and, and the phone and just ever how they do things is, generally speaking uh 
it's so it's so it's so boring now and so obvious and so expected and you could take some risks because like the risk honestly like the risks are not that huge for you at this point and so like maybe you might discover something new like you know i mean they're doing this apple tv stuff i i i you know which i'm like okay cool great like another thing they're giving everybody a year free of it which is a really good way to get people to pay whatever it is, $5 a month or something at the end of the year trial. If there's anything worth tuning into there, we'll find out. But like, okay, that's interesting-ish, you know? But I just think there could be some I'll say this. When, we, when it comes to the substantive what did they put in their phones, other than the fact that they haven't become any more eco-friendly and everything is overpriced, I do like the announcements. I like that the cameras look fantastic. Although there's no way to, for me to actually know that till I have it in my hand because there's no way through a YouTube compressed stream that I'm going to understand what kind of pictures you're showing. Yeah. But that would be interesting. I, I really like the watch updates. I think those will really actually change the way people use their watches. Yeah. Are they, but the watch, all, all those watch updates are not available on the, on the previous model. Is that correct? Correct. <laughs> really annoying. You get the software ones. I think the hardware ones, obviously. Well, but that, I mean, like, like the, the, the always on display, I don't understand why yeah. there's any reason why they couldn't do that on the older. I mean, they're all. I think it's about power usage. Like it's a different kind of screen technology. Yeah, no, it's not a different kind of screen technology, is it? I mean, am, see, I feel like I feel like this is one of those things where they're like, we've finally been able to do it. And it's like, but you're using OLED on both the screens. And isn't that the thing that allows you to do the kind of ambient display stuff? Like, I'm actually going to look at the comparison right now. I don't know if they do that. Well, I, I I like like the phone. I love the the chip. I love that that the A13 is just a dunk on top of a dunk on top of a dunk. Like they're so far ahead in chip technology. I really like. I think the new colors look good. I like the matte back. Like all of that. Uh, Apple Arcade sounds interesting. Like I'm willing to give it a go. What, what I can't are they letting people do third party faces now or not? No, they have new faces. You can do the thing where you can use a picture as a background and then use templates for faces. No. So you can kind of make no. your own. It's so insane. It's so insane they're not letting people yeah. do third-party faces. It's well, it's insane that they have the greatest chipset in a mobile device ever on the face of the earth, and I can't run a fucking Game Boy emulator. Okay. Well, but I mean, you know, that's a, that's they're so annoying. But that's a whole like, other. It's so ridiculous. That's a whole that's other. A perfectly legal thing. Are you but really? It's a good I gotta reminder. say, you're really in a rage this morning. I feel like you're very fired up about this because Apple is in a position that none of this would impact their bottom line, and it would actually impact the way the world works and the way I use my device. Yeah, but, but the thing and it bothers me. But the thing about a Game Boy like, emulator is, like, I mean, they can't do a Game Boy emulator because you can't sideload shit onto the. I mean, you can't like then it's like it opens up this whole thing about like. So are I, you, I sideload pirated videos onto VLC. Okay. I mean, that's why can't maps. I use a perfectly legal app like it, it, that kind of stuff? The reason it bothers me is that Apple is on top of the world still and they're getting lazier and more calcified. And although I'm still engaged with the product line, I'm still someone purchasing their ecosystem. Like, I don't want anyone coming for me and saying that I hate Apple because I own all their products. Yeah. What bothers me. No, they will. Is they, that, are, they are going to come for you. There's no. no what, what bothers me is that this company could do big things and barely notice it but it would change the face of the world mm -hmm. if apple as a leader said like tech devices need to be carbon neutral that would actually change the face of technology it would change it would be so engaging to regular people it would make me excited about the brand and and I, they would actually be able to like lead in that area they have the money the expertise to do it mm -hmm. and the fact that they don't just tells me that they're like less and less the company that I fell in love with, quote unquote. 
Well, I mean, listen, you know, the, it, it's the things change. I mean, they can't be, you know, they can't be the great innovators forever. I mean, so maybe they're, you know, maybe it's just like um, someone else has to come along. But I mean, at, at this point, like these innovations are so, they're so minuscule, like the, the, the watch stuff, like, like an always on display. It, it's great. It's great. It's good. But it's like it's other, other watches have an always on display. That's, they're not there. It's not their innovation. But it's like it's Apple, so people have to pay attention to it. All right, let's not tell you about Apple. I'm actually very bored. Like even just talking about it, I'm like, all right, whatever. What is there to say? Like, you know, you're going to get the new phone. You're going to be annoyed with the same things. The cameras, I will say this, the camera stuff seems awesome. I think it's great. But I think the video stuff is really interesting. I think that, you know, one of the things that's funny about Apple is they show these things like this effect, this whatever the effect is where it like whites out the background and makes like the foreground very polarized Um, or, yeah, it's like that's a cool effect, like, but the once everybody's doing that, it's not that cool. Like, it's one of those things where it's like that's the problem with Apple is that like if everybody can do it, it's not interesting anymore. It's like if you see it in a magazine layout, you're like, wow, like this is a beautiful, interesting photo effect. But like if everybody's putting it on their Instagram timeline, it's like pretty, uh, like not interesting, and also becomes really expected and obvious and boring and gross. So I think that the the problem with like them like they always have these like things with those like portrait i've never seen anybody i've never seen anybody by the way use the portrait mode thing where they can do like no never i literally never seen anybody post that the only thing i see people do is the like depth like where they they do the added like depth like the blurring yes of course do that but they nobody's ever done like their effects like the lighting effects like i've never seen anybody use it ever so maybe it's not a big issue Wait a second. Can we talk about? Hold on. There's a bunch of stuff on our list. Oh well, there was a big debate last night. Big presidential yes, there debate. There was. I didn't watch it. I'm, I'm just gonna tell you. I I honestly forgot. I mean, I knew it was happening, and then I started playing Astral Chain, and uh, you know, I just got really wrapped up in the in that in game, which is totally insane. And uh, I didn't watch it. What happened? Did you watch it? I watched it. Tell me about it. Tell me all about it. Listen, I could go into the ins and outs of who scored a point here and who said this thing, but it was basically the stuff you've heard from all these candidates, except for the fact my big takeaway was Joe Biden truly embarrassed himself. I heard Joe he, Biden was like completely off the, off the rails. Like, can you? He can looks you... like he is in some kind of. This sounds mean, but it, since he's running for the most important office in the world, I have to be honest. It seems like he's in some kind of cognitive decline. He seems way out of touch, even if he was completely all there. He kept slipping up and mixing up his words and getting confused. At one point, other other presidential candidates had to explain what was going on to him. What? His dentures fell out. No, shut this up. Is after, no, no, that this didn't is after, happen. Did, his yes, dentures did. didn't fall out. Yes, they did. And he had to pop them back in in his mouth before continuing to talk. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. That didn't really yes. happen. Oh, my God. Yeah, now it I popped can't, now out I have to... in his mouth. And he had to, like, use his tongue to keep them back on. And then fucking – this is after last week when his uh, a blood vessel burst in his eye while talking about climate change at a town hall event. Like, this is – we are at the point where, like – and then I wake okay, up and, and I wake up and newspapers are caping for him. They're like, Joe Biden had a bad night, but he did what he had to do and he's still the front runner. It's like, can you shut up? Okay, but here's the problem. Here is the problem. And I'm, I'm going to just get really real right now, folks. The New York Times did this this article, which I, I think is sort of silly. It's like it's like the how memes like stole democracy or whatever, and it's like this thing about like how every candidate has their like memes, and then it's like Joe Biden's got no memes, and it's like 
And yet Joe Biden is actually the person who like in all polling is like at the front, at the forefront. Now, like the reality is the people who watch and comment on the debates online are not the electorate. They just aren't. It's I'm sad to I'm sorry to say it, but I mean, maybe I'm not, but like the electorate is like 50 and 60 and 70 year old people. Like those are the people who go vote. And those are the people who are like watching. That's why, I mean, it's partially why Trump is president. Okay. There are a lot of old crusty motherfuckers going to the polls and voting, you know, going to, into the voting booth. There are not as many young people who love Bernie going weirdly, you know, it's like the numbers are there. Look at the fucking numbers. Like I want young people to vote. And if young people voted one, we would not have to worry about a Trump presidency again. And two, we could have like really radical candidates. Like we could have, ra- but but the reality is, I know what you're saying. Well, if they never get the nomination, it's like okay, I got it. But like, if young people go out to vote, they can then have like an impact in the overall process. Like, I'm not saying that young people don't vote at all. Some people do, but like, we've got to get like, there's got to be some way. By the way, in other countries, like huge percentages of the of the population go out and vote like almost everybody votes in a lot of other countries in our country I mean, it's, it's like, literally illegal to not vote yeah, in our country it's like it's like a nice yeah maybe i'll do it i don't know it's like it's like i'm exercising my People personal act like freedom. they're doing a good deed yeah i'm like i'm exercising my personal freedom by sitting home or whatever and it's like i just think that that w- the issue is that right now is like i understand that by the way i'm like i would prefer a can a different candidate than biden if i knew that the people who actually vote would get behind that candidate. So I don't give a fuck who it is actually because I think across the board right now, we need somebody who's just not Donald Trump running the country. We need somebody who has a brain. Even if their brain is malfunctioning like Joe Biden seems to be, I will take Joe Biden's malfunctioning brain and the people around Joe Biden over Trump. Just I'm just going to say that. And I, I just want to be clear like we should all think that way. But he's not the ideal candidate for this moment. Right. There are people I that just, we I'm really depressed because Elizabeth Warren, I know, you know that I like her and you like her and I get it. But the thing is, is it's like she's the only person I see on that stage who I think older people and younger people can agree that they're a little bit excited about they're, they All of them are at least a little bit. Some of us are more excited. Some of us are less. But we're at least all in agreement that she would be pretty good. Joe, it's so polarizing, and I don't want to divide those us generationally, yeah. and I don't want it to be yeah. the young people are are mad at him and hate him, and then we just do Hillary again. But it's sort of because insane. It's like, I, it we is, can't do that. We can't live through this again. I just want to say, I would like to say something. Can I? May I? Biden, Sanders, Warren, all seventy or older. Okay, they're old. By the way, experience is good. Experience is really good, but like Obama was a really young president. I think a pretty fucking great one. I would I think we could stand to have somebody who like, you know, like knows how to upgrade like their their smartphone. Like I think we, you know, it'd be well, great. That's Pete's pitch, Pete and Julian. No, I mean, I, I, I mean, uh, uh, there there are like Castro. I mean, even even said, yeah. even Harris. No, I'm saying like there are several younger candidates in the running. In Buttigieg, obviously. I mean, I, I don't think Buttigieg is – I don't think – I don't. I, I, I kind of don't see him being the candidate. You know, no. like I, I think it's he a needs tough – He to be like secretary of state first. I mean, I think he's – yeah, I think he's a little bit – it's like low on the experience side. It's a little bit – like I don't know that he appeals to every voter like on the Democratic. Like I think there's like a lot – I think there are a lot of voters that would be, just be a little bit like, you know, he's he's pretty white. He's pretty like inexperienced. He's 
kind of like buttoned up and conservative in a way that I think a lot of people – I actually think he's great. He's super smart. I would love for him to be president. I'm just saying like, but could we just get somebody who's a little bit younger than 70? That would be interesting. Now, having said that, I think that Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders are by far superior candidates to Joe Biden just on – in terms of just their raw politics. Like in terms of their raw positions on the on the issues, I don't think that they're either one of them are perfect, but I would greatly accept either one of them over Joe Biden. Now, the problem is Joe Biden keeps polling ahead. You know, he keeps and old people keep going like, oh, I like him. They're like, I'm comfortable with him. You know, he's like he's very well liked in lots of different communities. I mean, Joe Biden is like literally is like he is a person that people know and feel comfortable with. And that goes a long fucking way. So we're dealing with this weird situation where the if we were running against any n- normal Republican, like if like there was just like a Mitt Romney situation going on, you feel like the stakes, you know, the stakes are so fucking high. If it was Mitt Romney who was the president, you know, who he also sucks, but he's definitely not Trump, you know, it would be like, well, let's try a, a a candidate that like maybe like let's let's put Sanders in because we don't really know, you know, we could try something new here. But everybody's like, God, so fucking scared that Trump's going to get reelected. They're like, okay, what's the surest thing? And right now, for the for the for the Democratic Party, Biden is as close as is the closest sure thing they have. Like that's the fucking problem. And I don't know what you do about that. I mean, you need a generation of a you need a couple of generations of like Democratic leadership to get some new blood. Like the problem is that we've had like. We keep going back to the sure things because the stakes are always like we've gotten to a place where it's literally like the vote is like 50 50 in, in this country. Like, how did that fucking happen? You know, I'll tell you how it happened. Young people don't fucking vote. They don't fucking vote. If they voted, it wouldn't be 50 50. Democrats would win every time and then we could fucking have some more daring candidates step in. I mean, not to not to be the person that does it, but you're running. <laughs> yeah. No, Bernie makes a point when he talks about that we need an actual revolution. Like, we actually need an overwhelming amount of people to be like, this is not a good state of yeah, affairs. Yes. And, and, and put people in place that will set up a new state of affairs that might not always benefit them, but that is correct, like morally correct. But it's very simple. Listen, Sanders didn't win in New York, okay? He didn't win New York. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, if Sanders is going to be the candidate, he has to win New York. I know, but what I'm saying but, but, is just so, because Biden can win the primary doesn't mean that he's going to win the election. I'm saying mobilize the fucking young people to go out and vote like motherfuckers. And I think if you get – I feel like if you get all the young people who are fired up about Bernie to go and vote, Bernie well, – I'm just sick. I'm sick of – I'm sick. I'm sick oh my God. of hearing about how old people can't have open minds, how old people don't want to hear about anything different. Old people can't be expected to listen and, and make sense and research things and understand that the way things have been working isn't. I'm, I'm just sick no, of, I mean, some of people old can. people saying, I can't be bothered well, to give a shit about young people and the future of the fucking climate. I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of the fact that it needs to be young people to show up and well, whatever. I'm, sorry, I'm not mad does. at you. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, but it does. Let's get real. Hold on. No, wait. But young people are the, the young, the youth are the people who, one, are inheriting the fucking world and two, need to change it. I'm sorry, but like the older you get, 
And this is sure, not, but this why is not can't a, old people? Why can't boomers for once, for once in their fucking disgusting, crusty, okay, all right, hold on, let's, lives, okay, hold on. We got a lot of boomer listeners. Okay, let's respect our. I don't give a shit. Many fucking boomer, block me on Twitter. Why the fuck <laughs> can't any of those people show up and l- read the newspaper and be like, "Hmm, those Joe Biden ideas gave us Trump for the last two decades since fucking Carter left. The Carter administration is, has resulted in Trump, and if we keep pursuing this, like." center-right Democratic Party, it's probably not going to end well. So why don't I, for once, before I leave this planet, give something else a go? Let's just, you know, let's get crazy. I'm going to be dead in 10 years anyway. Let's throw my my thing at that crazy upstart, Elizabeth Warren, who's 70 years old. Why is that such a stretch for old people? Why does it have to be young people to be like, all right, I'll compromise and vote for Hillary Clinton, and it's my fault if I don't turn out. But if old people don't turn out for Bernie or Elizabeth, that's not their fault. They're just demographically expected to do what they'll do. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm just sick of this. It seems like a false dichotomy and boomers getting a pass again. Listen, I understand that you're mad. Okay. You're clearly very mad. I am. But the reality of the world is this. The reality of America is this. Okay. The boomers go and vote. (laughs) Okay. They just do. And they are they like to vote for things that are comfortable. So why don't we start outreach programs with I, older people? I told, yes, but change is scary to, to older people. I understand what you're saying, but like if things are okay or if they're like a little bit bad, but they feel like they could be a little bit better, it's not the same thing as going like you can't expect and by the way, this is just like it just is what it is. You can't expect the vast majority of, of, of a certain age range to suddenly adopt a totally new way of thinking. There is a look revolution happens for a reason, real revolution, which is typically violent revolution. I mean, when we talk about revolutions occurring, historic revolutions are violent overthrows of established orders. Now, unless we want to go to violent overthrow of established order, which I don't think we're at yet in this country, though I do think we are closer than maybe we've ever been in the last several hundred years. um, I think we need to think about how revolution happens in 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 an incremental way like the problem with i my gripe with the hardcore socialists of the country and again i want to say i'm i'm pro socialism in 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 many many things um not in everything but in many things um uh the you can't it's not going to you're not going to get even if bernie becomes president now there are a lot of things will change and i want somebody as radical as bernie sanders as president because i think we need that kind of like the reality is like he's going to get like 25% of all the things that he wants to do done like it's not going to be there's going to be a pushback from like centrist fucking democrats from the republicans and like collectively he won't be able to get done all of the stuff that he wants to get done but he'll make a dent and he'll make some changes that have like a a a strong incremental sort of alteration to our current situation and i think like we need the incremental and we need to believe in incremental I understand that people want it to change overnight, but it isn't going to happen that way. You have hundreds of years of this of like leadership in this country built around a system. The system cannot be smashed. The smashing of the system is what Trump is doing, and it's fucking bad. And it's been it's been done through like force and deceit and corruption, and it's not good. Like we need to use the system to our advantage. But like it's not going to be tomorrow Bernie is signing every all these executive orders that make socialism happen in this country. It just is not possible to do. I'm not saying it's impossible to do some of it, and I'm not saying that over time all of it can't be done. But 
you just have to like, we have to accept that it's not going to happen with the next candidate. It isn't going to be Bernie's legacy. It's not going to be that he rev, like created a revolution that changed the face of America. Bernie's legacy will be that he opened the door to the revolution and the revolution will happen over a series of a generation of candidates and like, like the AOCs of the world. There's going to be a point where she's going to run for fucking president and that's going to be an amazing point and she'll have learned an amazing amount of shit in her time and she has a very radical view on how we should be like treating politics in this country and that's going to affect like serious change over time. But like we need a whole army of AOCs to be running and to be getting elected. All of that comes true by wanting it now and faster and and demanding it. Uh, Yes. People who know that that's what we need. I agree. I think the way that you do that is not through being like, well, I guess I'll have to vote for Joe Biden if he wins right now. I think right now we need to be like, I don't want to vote for that person. Get our shit together and get angry. And then if it comes to it, then decide and probably decide that we're going to have to vote for him. But up until that point, I don't want to be I don't want to get complacent yet. I still have a year to go to my grandparents and go to my brothers and be like, hey, guys. Both you need to get your shit together because we need to cancel out my dad's fucking vote because we can all agree it shouldn't be my dad who decides like the fate of the world and it shouldn't be that whole demographic and he's definitely voting. So if you guys could show up and vote for the candidate that that actually gets both of you excited, like I don't want to get complacent yet. We're not at that. You know how before I was in my listening phase, I am now out of my listening phase and I am in my we have to fucking push and get desperate and try phase. No, I get it. When the primary is over, then I'll decide if I'm in a new phase. But right now, I fucking hate Joe Biden. I think he's going to lose if he gets the prime. If he wins the primary, he will lose the election. I don't know. I don't know. know. Listen, I've talked to Trump. Okay. Okay. But I've literally had conversations with people who voted for Trump. And they're like, yeah, Joe Biden's okay. They literally, somebody literally said to me. I think they're saying that, but when it comes down to actual voting day, they're going to get in that booth and they're going to say, I mean, I I think think we can, we can make, we can make, (laughs) we can make all the assumptions that you want to make right now. At the end of the day, like, look, I mean, thinking fatalistically is not, is not going to help us here. I mean, we need to think about like, what's the best path to like, I'm sorry, but it is the number one problem is we need to get Trump out of the fucking White House, okay? And, and like, we need to use every, like, every piece of data available to us to figure out what that looks like. If it can be Sanders, let it be Sanders. Like, if Sanders can win New York, if he can win major states, like, it, he, there are fucking primaries for a reason, okay? Joe Biden doesn't own the primaries. If, the, if people come out and vote, if we think we can affect real change, if enough people come out and vote, uh, Sanders can be the candidate. Uh, Elizabeth Warren can be the candidate. It's like, this is not an impossible task. They need to get their teams fired up on the ground in the places where primary, where, where, the, where the primaries are going to be fought. They need to win in those places. This is, it's not, the, 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 demo, the, the fucking, uh, uh, the DCC, you know, and, and that whole organization doesn't decide what happens in the primaries. They don't. They just don't. People can be mobilized to vote. There are, we have the internet, you know? Like, I mean, Trump won all the fucking primaries. You know, he won a ton of the primaries. It's like, if, 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 if he can win the fucking primary and become the candidate, why can't Sanders? And don't tell me it's the organization, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you just need people out voting. If people are so electrified by Sanders or Warren or anybody else, like they have to go vote. That's it. That's all that has to happen. You have to vote for the person that you want to lead the country. 
And if enough people that's, vote, that's for the- all I want to say. That was the only point was to get to the the message of that should be our like the unifying message of the Democrats right now needs to be let's get engaged and excited and and actually like like let's get let's do some shit. I I was talking about this racist new uh, SNL cast member. Well, I woke up to the news that um, former Housewives Live here for drama cast member uh, and my friend Bo and Yang is the first Asian cast member for SNL. He's also queer and one of a few gay men who have graced SNL's uh, stage and the first actually hired while Lorne Michaels was working at the show. 40 years, they've never had an Asian cast member. And they've only had one gay guy who was closeted at the time that um, that uh, that the creator of the show and current showrunner didn't hire. <laughs> Real depressing. Mm. But anyway, he's now a cast member. Amazing. So good. Uh, waited a few hours, came back to Twitter, found out that another person they hired to be on the show uh, is a homophobe and a racist who specifically hates Asian people. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, uh... it's a. Uh, it's uh it's not good i mean it doesn't feel good it's like uh first off i'm i mean i don't want to be like i don't want to be like uh you know pro cancel culture more than necessary but i have to say it's a really good signal to send i i just want to say if, if anybody's listening from snl it's fine to fire this guy. It's good to fire him. It's a really good signal to send that like what they always do though is stick them into a like a waiter role and then they and then they like at the, the end of the season no they're like bye. Well, maybe they have a contract they can't just fire them. I don't know. I feel like that should be a violation. But like yeah, me, I think NBC Universal can eat it on one of their hit shows. I would just say like it's it's a really what is really a good signal to send to the entire world and to the uh, comedy space. It's not like we're trying to silence people. If you've, I, I watched like a little bit of this guy, like this guy on a podcast, to just so I could understand what was going on. It's like these aren't jokes. They're not like he's not. No, like, he was very seriously like, like I the, don't like dealing with or being around. He's Asian not people. like he's not like I have an important joke like a setup that just requires me to use this racist term because like this this very racist slur against Asian people because. Um, because it's like it actually is like you know highlighting a larger sort of like you know you know sort of a hypocrisy or or some kind of you know it's nothing like that. He just is like likes to use the slur because it's he thinks it's funny. Like this person's a fucking dumbass. I don't he care. He called Julio Torres, who is a current writer on the show and a comedian with his own comedy special out now and uh, HBO show called Los Espookies, who is a big star who works on SNL. He called him several weeks ago a gay slur. Okay. I mean, how is that working situation going to happen? I just like, think, how do those two I, so, people work together? Like, I don't understand these places that don't like do a Google. Yeah, like, all I, of this yeah. is available on his first page of Google results. I think the, I think the, um, like what would be really good is for SNL to actually be very vocal in, like, I, I don't think this guy deserves to have a job on SNL. I think like if that's their idea, he of, like, made these statements eleven months ago. Yeah, I, think, I think if like I think if like you can't do comedy without like just like like literally if like you're part of your what you think is your comedic act is just to like use racial slurs without any like not actually being part of a joke, you're just saying them. Like I, I think it sets a pretty bad precedent in, in general for both SNL and for the comedy space. Like. Yeah, it also means you're not good at doing comedy. Let's just put it this way. Like the greatest comedians, the, some of the greatest comedians in the world were able to establish their careers without doing that shit, you know? And so like I think let's just let's just all get away from this idea that like there's some like freedom that must they must be allowed. Also, by the way, the worst thing that ever happened 
in the world, one of the worst things that's ever happened is that we made, we like, we're like comedians are truth tellers. And like, Ugh. we did this, we did this whole thing like in the last like decade. I love you, George Carlin, but, uh, but you fucked us up. No, it's like, yeah. Like we did this thing over the last like 10 or 20 years where we're like, we like, we raised this, like the comedians, like finally there's like the voice. John Stewart's the only guy telling yeah, the real like, news. Like, like comedians are like the truth tellers and the, the soothsayers. And like, they are the people who hold the, you know, the public, they take the public sort of what's out there, the zeitgeist and bub and can package it into a way that everybody can understand. It's like, shut the fuck up it's like they're telling jokes i love a yeah, good i, I have love a something good... to tell you like every comedian has is funny because of a coping mechanism they've developed because they're mentally ill people like, I don't wanna... maybe everything mentally ill people think and do isn't like no it's like it's like i don't want to be rude i think comedy is really important but like they're not like the great philosophers of our time it's like everybody like has these like we all have these instincts comedians are really good at like taking the like their the thing that makes their friends laugh and putting it up on stage and making groups of people laugh but like that does not make you like fucking plato you know and so like i think we need to just chill out with the, the the lionizing of comedians. It's why like people are like Louis C.K. How how could how could you you know he's canceled his whole career is ruined. It's like this Dave Chappelle shit where he's like his whole career. It's like yeah, dude. Like when you jerk off, like force people to watch you jerk off, like it, you maybe don't get to have an awesome comedy career anymore. Like it's a possibility that that's an inappropriate thing to do, and you just don't get to do whatever you. But want. also, just is in conflict with your job because if I went to go see someone to make me laugh, and that person makes me think about rape the entire time. I'm not going to laugh. So you, you're disqualified from doing the the job. Yeah. You just can't do the job. Yeah. It's as if like I had my vocal cords damaged and I worked at a drive-thru. Well, guess what? You can't tell people, thank you, pull up to the next window. You're not able to do the job. So like maybe there's another position for you, but you're not going to be funny. Yeah. And this guy is both not funny, good enough at his job to not use those slurs. And now that he has, I'm going to be uncomfortable the entire time I watch Anyhow, him yeah. making so that show like it's not it's, less it, dra it drags everybody down and it's less, i think it's just a good message to send to all young comedians i want all young comedians to get this message if you think part of your comedy act is using casual racial slurs in conversation where you're not even trying to make a fucking joke where you just think it's like you're just goofing around like you're you shouldn't get a job at snl you shouldn't be eligible for the job at snl like I think you've got to be really exceptional to, for to be put on TV every week with some of like the best, greatest comedians in the world, like Keenan Thompson. I'm like fucking unbelievable comedian and actor. You, you don't get to be on TV with him if like you're a fucking racist asshole. Like I just think that's how we should think of it, and it should be the message that all new comedians get. It's like you could be Dane Cook, or you could be a good comedian. You know, choose choose wisely. Anyhow, I assume Dane Cook has done a bunch of racist stuff. I don't really know, but. I have to imagine he's got some like Muslim bits or something. Like maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been following. What happened to Dane Cook? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Anyhow, I'm. Um, all right. What else is going on? Let's talk. Do you want to talk about the Caroline Calloway thing? Uh, no, I don't. I don't actually because no real human beings care about it. The only people who care about are people in media. That's my opinion. Um, Caroline Calloway. I'm still not sure who she is. She's like an influencer. She writes Instagram captions th that are twee and manic pixie dream girl. And she uses it as like a personal essay vehicle. And she like was like an American abroad who like kissed boys. And like, that was her thing. And like, you know, have at it. Uh, she got a book deal. The book deal fell through because she was mentally ill and like a drug addict who couldn't like deliver on the manuscript. And then she had this controversy where she booked all these events that sounded like a mentally ill drug addicted 
Instagram influencer who's never lived in the real world planned them. And of course, they didn't work or go off correctly because it's really hard to plan a tour for anybody. Mm. And so she refunded all the tickets. But then we were all excited about scams at the time. We were like, fire Festival. So everyone was like, she's a terrible person. And she did this on purpose. And like, the truth of that is like, maybe she's a bad person, but it wasn't. Oh, like, she's the person who did her own like fast or whatever. Is that who it is? Yeah. Uh, not Tana Mongao. She was the one who no, did like the know. creative work, creativity workshops here. And she was like trying to give people salads, whatever. And so everyone decided she was a scammer, even though like, I mean, I mean she sounds incompetent, but not necessarily like a bad person. Mm. Well, her old ghostwriter and or like co-writer or whatever, like just a friend that worked on her with her on her writing early on in her Instagram days wrote like a quote unquote, like tell all personal essay about their friendship dynamic. And frankly, they both sound like horrible people, but it is very much like, I think it is sort of revealing that we like live in an age of like there, both of those people are trying to use the other and also kind of friends in the meantime. And it kind of reminds me of like, the greed is good days where it's like positive feedback, like getting likes, being an influencer, being famous is good. Like, and anything in pursuit of that is good. And yeah. like, we can use each other. And as long as we present as friends on Instagram, like the friendship itself will follow. Like if we present that, like I'm a good writer, eventually I will be like fake it till you make it. It's like the opposite of imposter syndrome. It's like wanting to have written a book, wanting to be a good writer, wanting to be famous and all of this stuff. Um, without actually doing the work that it requires it require that it would require, which is like you actually have to write the book to be an author and then the whole workshops where you tell people how to write a book. You have to have done it first. And both of these girls, one of which got the fame and the money, um, but still doesn't have the skill set. The other one has the skill set but didn't get the fame and the money. And they're both sides of a coin that everybody is sort of chasing nowadays. And they resent each other for it. And it's sort of like um you know, if one twin was born with flight and the other twin was born with super strength, you don't have Superman. And to hear those two people argue with each other about who did what to who and blah, 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 sort of interesting because both of them are unhappy and unfulfilled with what they have. Meanwhile, like the more they fight and argue, the more they shit talk each other and point out the other one's flaws and who said this about who and the how social networking impacted their friendship, the more famous both of them get and sort of the more introspective they have to be. And they're like making each other into interesting media figures and writers with interesting life experiences through sheer frustration that they aren't. It's like this weird, self-fulfilling, snake-eating-its-tail, bizarre thing. And then when you step back a few paces, you're like, oh, my God, these white women need to calm down. Yeah. And that's like the overarching. I agree. That's all of it. That's like the whole kit and caboodle, I feel like, of the situation where I, I don't like either of them. I don't know that anything too profound came out, but it is very of our time. And that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. The story. Yes. I mean, I don't have time to read it. I'm sure it's very good. Um, I just feel like we spend a lot of time talking about and thinking about people who aren't a thing that we're trying to make a thing. And like, I understand that, like having lots of followers, like I had an interesting conversation with a, with a person who runs a kind of large organization uh, the other day. And I was like, do you know who PewDiePie is? And they were like, who's that? <laughs> and I think like, I think it's like good to remember that like, just because someone has a hundred million subscribers on YouTube doesn't mean that they're actually well known. It's a different kind of transaction, you know? Um, and I mean, obviously PewDiePie is well known among certain groups of people, 
But there are a lot of people who don't know who the fuck he is. And I would say that I mean, Caroline, he was well known enough to sign a deal with Disney. Yes, I and, know, and he and also to lose the deal. But also, here's the thing. But Caroline, but but with each with each bit of attention we give Caroline Calloway, we help her dark energy gather. And is that really what we want in life? Is that a person that we want to gather energy around? I just think we choose we choose to elevate, okay? Whether it's negative elevation or positive elevation, we make decisions about it. And any story in New York Magazine is an elevation of a person's profile and presence in the world, which is why Anna Delvey is, even though her story is amazing, and that is actually like a truly like unbelievable in many ways story. You know, Anna Delvey is more well-known now and more famous now than she's ever been. Sure, but we have to analyze the state of the culture, and we have to analyze what's going on with young people and young yeah, writers. I think we analyze. I think we over. I think we overanalyze it a little bit too much. The media is up its own ass. It loves a story that it believes the rest of the media is going to love. In fact, we wrote about this on the on the outline dot com. You can check it out. Uh, uh, we have a story about um, uh, this about the Karen, Caroline Calloway thing and how it. You know, it's like, but doesn't it say that we want somebody to hold influencers and hold that whole world to account and nobody is. And so we're so excited that this girl's trying to, even though she's doing it for cynical no, reasons. Because the world of influencers, I, I honestly, I believe is like extremely fleeting. I don't think it's real. I don't think it is. I, I don't think that I do not think Instagram was a permanent place where people will go to like meet people that are famous. Like I don't, I think the famous people of the world are still really fucking famous for doing specific things making records, having TV shows. Um, people said making... that about reality stars and now one of them is president. Okay. Yeah, but Donald Trump wasn't a reality star to start with. Donald Trump was a fucking rich person who did real estate in New York and was a billionaire. So like, let's- Well, let's Caroline get... Calloway let's is a writer. Clear. Let's be clear. Hold on a second. Let's not make crazy leaps. Donald Trump was a rich guy first before he was anything from a rich family. Okay? Sure. Caroline Calloway was rich. before. Yes, but I'm saying what I'm saying is- if Caroline Calloway's destiny is to become president, her being an Instagram influencer will only have a small impact on the overall like issue. You would have thought that about The Apprentice when it first came out. But in fact, it had a huge impact on making him president. I think us being convinced that that's the future state of things is the part of the problem. I'm not saying it's going to look how it looks now, but regular people becoming internet famous. Trump did not turn out 10 million new voters. He turned out the regular amount of Republican voters. They would vote for whoever the Republican nominee was. Where, where it was helpful to Trump is that all of the people he was running against were less famous than him. Fame matter. Fame matters, but he got famous for the same reasons that regular people get famous. He came from money, then he got put on TV. The Kardashians came from money, then got put on TV. Like, it's very simple. Sure, but, like, it, but we replaced TV with the internet, and it's the same thing. But we haven't replaced TV with the internet because the biggest moments and the biggest, most important things in pop culture still are TV and film and music. Rihanna yeah, is trending on Twitter, on but Caroline Calloway is not fucking trending on Twitter right now. Yeah, she was number three in the U.S. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But that's because a but bunch Netflix of- Netflix is not that far from YouTube, and YouTube is not that far from Instagram. 80% of the content on Twitter is created by 10% of the users. 80% sure. and those 10% are all fucking media people. They're media people and tech people and they're all obs obsessed with their own shit. They're fucking pigs rooting around in, the their own, in their own feces, said. okay? Who do you think selected what went in the New York? I mean, yes, who do you think of course. Who gets the I, agree, I agree, but I'm saying there are, there are a lot of people out there who aren't looking at the trending topics on Twitter. 
I'm not saying she's a good person or we should reward her, but I do think Which it's I kind of contradicted that. myself because I'm like, Rihanna's trendy. But you know what I'm saying is like, Rihanna is, <laughs> is much more famous than Caroline Calloway, and there's a reason. It's because she actually yeah, does something. For now. No, it's not for now. I know everybody wants to believe that the teen. I don't, the I'm not saying Caroline Calloway is, is on a superstar track to the moon. I'm saying that eventually an Instagram star could be elected to Senate, and I wouldn't be shocked. I don't I think that's where you're wrong because the people who fucking look at Instagram and follow Caroline Calloway don't vote. It's a fact. Yeah. That's a fucking fact. Yeah. No, they did the, and by the time they are voting, they will not give a shit about Caroline Calloway. I'm not but saying they'll care about somebody. I'm not saying shit doesn't change. Yeah, like AOC. Influencers are the new socialites and celebrities. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's just the way I, I disagree do. with that. I fucking fundamentally disagree with that. I don't think I don't think influencers are the let's put it this way. The 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 socialites regular celebrities are, are hawking flat the, tummy the, tea on the it. culture i understand that the culture of forget about celebrity for a second let's talk about the culture of of influence real influence exists in a rarefied space that where money is attached okay socialites are attached to money people who are in those circles influencers don't get to become that thing because they have followers on instagram they don't get to but, get okay, into the rarefied space of was myspace famous Made a little bit of money, invested it into a makeup line, started a YouTube who? channel where he does makeup. Who? Jeffree Star. Yeah, Je nobody knows who Jeffree Star is. I mean, Jeffree Star, what has trended number one in the U.S. Also, Jeffree yeah, Star on, makes ten thousand dollars per minute. Totally great. But Jeffree Star, to the vast majority of people in the world, is nobody's ever heard of him. It's but a, to it's, it's you, a, no, it's a fact. Young people all know who Jeffree Star is. Yes, I understand. And soon they will grow out of Jeffree Star and they'll move on to just like all young people love fucking Menudo when Menudo was a thing. And they love fucking, they love New Kids on the Block. But, you know, New Kids on the Block are like, they're touring, you know, they're playing thousand person venues right now, but they're, or whatever. Sometimes, the, yes. And sometimes Ryan Gosling wins an Oscar and he was on the Mickey Mouse Club. That, oh, no, 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 no. Don't even fucking go there, my friend. Disney has been churning out has been churning out child stars that turn into adult stars for 50 fucking years you for 50 fucking star. no it is not there is no path there is no clear path the way disney has an entire fucking industry built by the way they tried that they were like hey pewdiepie you want to do a thing and then pewdiepie was pewdiepie and they're like actually we're good we're good with the ryan goslings of the world but we're not there yet but i'm saying well, that that's and maybe we won't going. and maybe if we're lucky we won't get there because frankly I'd, i trust disney more than i trust fucking youtube I agree with you that that's not the way it should be, I'm but I do saying. think it's important that we analyze the Caroline Calloways of the world and how that happened. And I'm not saying we shouldn't. I'm not saying we shouldn't them. analyze them. I'm just saying that we should not automatically assume that because someone has 700,000 followers on Instagram that it's the same thing as being like a meaningful person who's doing interesting things that we should pay attention to. There's they're not think the same, the same thing. thing about money. You know, you know who had a lot of followers on Instagram. Uh, Infowars. I don't actually know if they did, but they had a lot of YouTube subscribers. Sure, but they helped create the platform. I think the biggest mistake, the, the biggest mistake we can make is that because somebody has acquired a lot of followers, whatever that means, that they are that they're smart, that they are important, that they are important. Agree, but I feel the same thing about money. But these are the current currencies. Well, the, the difference between the difference between followers and money is that you can do specific things with money, and and followers well, you can turn followers into money, and maybe. But I'm just saying that, like pretty easy okay you just post an ad i think that listen here's what i know for a fact um everything dies instagram is not forever 
YouTube is YouTube is closer to being like a TV network, so it has a little bit more staying power. But like these things are not forever. There will be something after YouTube, like TikTok or something else. There will be some other thing that young people gravitate towards and that old people start to use and that young people get bored of because the old people are all on it and they'll move on to something else. And so all of the people who are the current influencers, but who are the – let me ask you something. Who are the top – Some of them will make the jump. Some a very small amount and who those who make the jump will probably fucking deserve it because they'll be very talented and very smart and very good and have very good management. I don't think Jeffrey Star is very good at that many things. Jeffrey Star in in 10 years no one will remember who Jeffrey Star is. I deeply disagree with I that. deeply agree with it and I'm making the statement now and I let it be written down in the books. <laughs> he's been famous he, since MySpace and he's richer than anyone else on Jeffrey Star he's is just one he's one I hate him. On Earth, I think YouTube video away. Exactly. That's why he's not going to rise to where he needs to rise to. He's not going to be hobnobbing with the people he needs a hobnob to. And I guarantee you, Jeffree Star, just like PewDiePie, just like uh, the 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 uh, Pauls, those people, those people will be erased by history. Mark my words. But the distance between a Jeffree Star and a Kim Kardashian, and I know you don't really know who Jeffree Star is, but the, the I know who Jeffree Star is. I just don't care. Not far. What? It's not a huge difference between him and Kim Kardashian. Yeah, except Kim Kardashian is a real celebrity. Nobody thought she was a real celebrity until Anna Wintour told us it was okay to think No, that. she had a fucking show on E!, which is a like massive fucking network in America. And but that wasn't – people hated reality shows also, until they were told that they didn't have she to. She also had – Kim Kardashian is part, of a, is part of a long line and legacy of very famous people in Hollywood who are mo- like, and I, and I say this, and I, like, who are mobbed up in a way with other celebrities that you and I can't possibly fathom. She did not come from nowhere. She did not come from nowhere. Her fucking father represented O.J. Simpson in, in it was O.J. Simpson's best friend. You know, she didn't come from, she didn't come from YouTube. She came from money and power in Hollywood. So there's but a there, difference. But those people are going to use those platforms. I mean, this is the, the same. We're having the same it. argument about Joe Biden. Why are people? Why do people? Why is Joe Biden leading the polls? It's like because he comes from the money and power that leads the fucking world. I'm sorry, it just is that's the case. That's where he's coming from now. And so like, you can't just snap your fingers and have and have and have and have a fucking. Per- By the way, like Bernie Sanders has been at it for a long time. There's a reason why he still can't crack it. You know, but I'm saying yes. Rich people with influence and who are famous already or connected to famous people will always succeed. I'm saying that people who succeed on those platforms shape the way that success on those platforms happens. So when like Haley Baldwin wants to be famous, used to be she'd have to become a supermodel or put out a song or something so she could have her one thing to cling to to be famous. Now she just makes an Instagram account and hangs out with famous people and has money, and that's enough for her to marry Justin Bieber. And I think we're getting closer and closer to those things crossing over to the point that like Caroline Calloway is technically a writer because she wrote comments in Instagram, but she got the, a bigger book deal than most people who've been writing in the traditional sense for a long time. And one day a celebrity or a celebrity adjacent person will do what Caroline Calloway did, have the forethought not to reveal that they're an idiot and incompetent and have no life skills, and eventually will be an influential person in writing. And And the same thing will happen with politics. And I just think we're getting to a place where like, the likes mean as much as money does to a certain extent. And hopefully we'll, as a society, reject that. But on the current trajectory, we have to think about, and it's okay to analyze what it means to the people inside of it and the people outside of it and how who they step on to make it, like to keep it up. Do you know what I mean? Yes. 
I mean, I vaguely know what you mean. I think it's important that we write those pieces and that we analyze. I'm not stuff, saying I'm not saying we shouldn't analyze. I'm not saying we shouldn't write. I'm just saying that we need to be careful about how much weight we put into these things, and 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 what we're really talking about. We choose. We make decisions on what on what to cover and what, whether it matters or not. You know, we make the decision on, you know, her emails where they go in the paper. You know, and I would just say, I'm sorry, but like just getting back to the whole thing with like celebrity, it's, it's like, I'm not saying that there will be no breakouts. I'm not saying that there are not going to be breakout stars, but there are a lot of people right now who think they're going to be breakouts. And there's actually like 1% of those people that are going to break out. There's a lot of sh- bad shit going on. And like, I am only a little bit interested in what the teens are doing on Instagram and what the influencers are, are up to. That's just one man's opinion. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about. I mean, what is there to say about the jewel pods? Like, I don't know. Like, Trump is like, I'm going to um, ban flavored vapes. It's like, yeah. he's like, only tobacco flavored. It's like, so they're all flavors, number one. That's my first thing is like, they're all flavors. So, like, you say only tobacco, but does that mean like, what about like the sweet tobacco flavor that I like? Is that okay? Or is that. Or if you just called it mint tobacco and it's. Well, what about the mint? mint? What about mint? We're not doing mint now. We're not going to have menthol as a flavor. Like, I don't understand this. So obviously there's something fishy going on. I believe it has to do with like uh, tobacco money somehow with Trump. Like Trump and tobacco money must have something to do with this, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know the extent of it, but I know it's bullshit. I also know it's like insane in this country. And there have been many, many tweets and memes about this, uh, this like idea that we're like worried about the six deaths. And by the way, it's real. Like we should be worried about people dying from anything. But like we're like, you know, kids are dying from vaping. Let's ban vapes. Like kids are dying from AR-15s. They're being shot in their fucking schools, but we won't do shit about it. Like, I mean, Bernie had an amazing tweet, which is like, I mean, kids drink themselves to death and get into DUIs. But we have laws. We have like really strict laws about drinking. You can't buy alcohol unless you're fucking 21. It's really controlled. I mean, like there's a lot of strict rules around that shit. And anyhow, whatever. I'm just saying like. It just, you're concerned. He's concerned about jewel pods, but he doesn't like, he puts kids in cages and like wants guns to be in every school. I mean, so, we, like, know, I don't we really know the guy is one of the greatest hypocrites of all time, but I mean, it's just a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous situation, but okay. Now, now let's get to, hold on. Now there's another topic I want to talk about. It's very important. Where is it? Uh, uh, oh, Joker, the Joker movie. Um, so I don't know what to say about jewel, except the jewel thing is bullshit. And like, I hope that, I hope that, I mean, I think that we should be really careful about what we let people fucking imbibe. Like we should think about what it is. We should have serious regulations around, like you shouldn't just be able to like fucking like puff anything into your lungs. Like there should be regulations around it and there should be serious repercussions for people who violate regulations. I think anything that goes into people's bodies should be like looked at. Like, I don't think we should just be able to do whatever. Like, even if it's fucking a drug that gets you high, I still want to know that there's some level of control around it or some standards that we accept as, like, this is the way it's done. Like, people don't just drink, like, fucking, like, go blind moonshine when it comes to alcohol. Like, there are rules around it. And those rules are actually very useful for lots of different reasons. So I like the idea of regulation. I like the idea of the FDA. I like the idea of the, you know, I love the idea that we are actually making sure that the things that are in things are the real things and not fake things and aren't killing people. But, like, other than that, I don't know what to say. Like, Trump has actually tried to dismantle the FDA, so I don't know what to fucking say about it. All right. Well, um, oh my God. let's move on let's to nice it. things because everything has been bad. I'm ready. Uh, wow, it's 11.14 already. I can't believe it. We've really gone on. Okay. Do your nice things. Uh, my nice things are um, 
I'm going to start off with the saddest one, which is nice, but it is a little sad, is um, last night my family dog had to be put down. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was really sad, but um, he was really at the end. He had had cancer for a while, and we'd had it treated a few times, and it got to the point that it really couldn't be. Um, and he was really not – his quality of life had diminished, and my parents took him to get him put down, which was really sad. But the nice thing is that, like, they had the bravery to do that, and I probably wouldn't have. And they were, like, around him, and it was really peaceful, and he had a really nice life. It was fairly short, but he was a boxer, and they don't live very long. Uh, but he had a nice life, and he was uh, a lovely addition to my family, and he brought my dad a ton of joy. They were, like, best friends, um, and he got to go in a peaceful like calm way and that's kind of the most you can hope for for anybody especially like a pet that runs in the street and eats poison all the time um mm. next nice thing Very is sad. um i went to mystic connecticut which i hadn't been to except as a child um and i was going from my friends from high school uh who are the only people i keep in touch with really uh we all agreed for our, all of our 30th birthday parties that we would get together and do something. And so uh, for my one friend, Nicole's, we all went to visit her where she lives in Mystic. And I had never been there. And we did like a scavenger hunt around the downtown Mystic area. And I thought like, God, I'm going to hate this. And it was delightful. And Mystic is such a lovely little town. And I had such a fun time and weekend. And fall is like slowly creeping up on us. And I bought um, the sweater that uh, the dude wears in The Big Lebowski. Uh, and it's incredible. Mm. Uh, so I had a nice weekend. I wow. wanted to say that was nice. We had like an eighties themed party and I dressed in a full Polaroid outfit, like a, like company clothes. Oh, um, uh, I thought you were like, you were like in a like you had a thing on that was like a Polaroid, um, frame around you. No, but I did have a Game Boy frame that we took pictures in. Oh my God. Um, and we played croquet like in Heather's, uh, I've been watching Designing Women is on Hulu, and it's very much the B-side to the Golden Girls A-side, but it's such a fun, good show, and it really was unavailable for a long time, and I remember watching it as a kid, and now that it's all, like, just there, you can just watch it, uh, I've been, get, like, watching it late, late, late at night, and it's uh, reassuring that sitcoms were good, and if there was, like, a way to still do sitcoms with, like, relevant storylines and uh that actually had some emotional depth like depth like the sitcom like those three camera sitcoms used to take on real issues and now it's just like i missed your phone call and we got confused and you slept with the wrong person Ooh, uh i, I miss comedies when they like took on moral conundrums or like clashing viewpoints and there hasn't felt like there's a modern one in a really long time so i'm enjoying designing women as like a throwback but it's also making me think like god why does nobody know how to write something like this anymore mm. um and then my last thing is we, uh, at my other job, at my other uh, employer, uh, we got a new office space and it's like tiny, but it's like weird. Like we have a whole garden area and we have like our own little studio that we're setting up. There's a waterfall in the office, which is like a weird feature they had built in. Uh, the door to the building is like this carved oak wood with like puppies carved into it inexplicably. Um, and it's like, it's fun. This like me and two coworkers were there. We picked the space out with the broker and um, we were there measuring for the furniture or whatever. And it's just kind of fun to like design what your day-to-day -day work life is going to be like. Like so many times you 
in life, you take what you can get, like the, whatever you have the budget for, you'll, you know, rent space here or we'll work from home or whatever, or you work at a company and you don't get to really pick or design the layout of where you are, like what your space will be, what the dynamics will be, is you just end up getting thrown wherever you get thrown, wherever you're hired. Everybody should have the chance to like design what their day will look like and who they work with and like what they work on. And I, for the first time in my life, I'm able to do that. I'm just feeling very like grateful for that. And I hope that everybody thinks a little bit about how they can make their day purposefully built to make themselves more efficient and happier. Um, Even if they are in really tightly controlled circumstances, like designing that stuff is really important. And it has me like right now thinking that I need to move because I really hate my apartment and it makes my day-to-day life harder and I need to like move. Uh, But I've never had the privilege of uh, choosing any of that. So it feels good. Uh, And those are my nice things for the week. Let me do my nice things. I get a lot of nice things this week, actually. Turns out if I go, if I, we go a week and I, we don't do the podcast, I have, uh, have invested in many nice experiences. Um, okay, so first off, several people, including Jeremy Gordon, our culture editor, have recommended, and now I'm knee-deep in the new X-Men series, which is um, House of... All I've heard is like the best things about it. It's, yeah, it's House of X and Powers of X. It's like a dual, like I think each one is six parts, maybe a little bit longer, but like it's like two different books. Um, really fucking good. Just a total like weird, crazy reboot, extreme, like just super cerebral, really interesting. Touches on like all the X-Men stuff that you know and love, but just takes it in a totally new direction. It's super good. Also, I'm now like, I don't know why I wasn't doing this, but I got, I've been using Comixology, which is a comic app, you know? Oh, the best. I'm like, how have I not been doing this this whole time? I'm like reading, now I'm like reading so so many comics. It's so much easier. I've been like buying physical comics and like, I have to say, I feel like this is a good I finally have one thing to do with my iPad that I'm like, this is perfect for the iPad. It's like the one thing where I'm like, yes, this is what I need the iPad for. So I've justified my purchase of my iPad, which is really great. Um, uh, I've been playing Control, which is a game, new game for uh, for many different systems made by Remedy. It's super fucking awesome. I highly recommend I everybody it. plays it. I'm playing on the PS4. There is some slowdown because it's like seriously pushing some crazy shit. Also, if you are playing it on a PS4. I'm on the PS4 Pro and I haven't had it. No, the Pro that. is supposed to be pretty good with it. Apparently the Xbox One X is actually, or yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. It's apparently the best if you're playing on a console and it like handles it the best. But um, if you're playing on PC and you have a card, the right card, you can, it does ray tracing. And it's apparently uh, really fucking sick. So I actually want to like, I'm thinking about upgrading or just getting a new gaming PC just so I can play control with ray tracing. Anyhow, it's super, yeah. super good, super fun, really interesting, crazy story. I'm like only a little bit into it, but I'm really enjoying it. Just started playing Astral Chain on my Switch. It's a really weird, interesting game that has a lot of like stuff going on. Like the opening of the game is like, holy shit. Okay, this is the beginning of the game. All right, like let's do it. So that's really fun. It's interesting. It's very different than games I normally play. Um and uh, I love it. And it uh, feels like an idea that uh, should have already existed, like the core concept of it. Yeah, and never did. And but it feels like, like oh, adult, why didn't we have like adult Pokemon in some way? It's like a yeah, it's like weird. It's anyhow. Um, and then also I t- I tweeted about this, but um, I got th- I ordered on Amazon. I was like, I have all these USB C cables, and my Mac is USB C, and the only thing that isn't really USB C is like my earbud charger and my um and my iPhone. And then I'm always in these situations where like I need like a USB thing, but I don't have whatever. So, okay, here's what I did. Instead of buying a million cables, I bought, you can buy for like $10 on Amazon, a package of like USB-C converters, which is like USB-C to anything, 
right? So it's like USB-C to lightning, mm. lightning to USB-C. It's like regular USB, USB, you know, it's like USB three. It's like fucking micro mini, whatever. And dude, I got to tell you, it's changed my life. It has changed my life. It makes things so much easier. The only thing that could be easier is if they were like on like attached to each other because like, I mean, which is, would be good and bad, but like they're loose. So you have to keep track of them. You have to keep them in like a little pouch. But other than that, yeah. it's like the greatest thing in the world. It's such a good investment. It's like, I strongly recommend for everybody who struggles the way that I do go and buy this shit. I wish we had like links. Cause I could do like affiliate links. I could make a bunch of money off this. In, you know, on input, on input, we're going to have like, we're going to make real product recommendations like this and you're going to be able to go buy it and we're going to make a ton of money from it. Now we're not gonna make a ton of money, but it is the kind of thing, it's a perfect example, by the way, of why affiliate links work. Cause I'm like, like, go buy this. It's a really good thing. It will actually help your life. And like, you know, why not make some money off of the recommendation? If Amazon wants to pay me. I've been was playing Metal Gear Solid, like the original on my PSP Go. And I forgot that it's, charger and data cable is like a proprietary like ipod 30 pin knockoff looking fucking thing it was like during that period when mini usb wasn't quite good enough so we had these like weird proprietary charger situations and i was just like thank god for USB-C. <laughs> like thank god it might not be perfect there's lots of things about USB-C that should be refined and fixed but jesus christ this was bad this is really bad yeah yeah, I'm. I, I. I. I mean, the. The. I. I'm. You know, one of the things that we we talked about Apple a lot. It's like I. I. It. 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 I wish that they had, actually, gone to USB C for the phones. I know it's insane. I know people are like, oh, I have all these accessories, but it's like we got to make yeah, make the break at no, some point. We got to make the break. And you've and got USB C and all these other fucking devices. It just is so odd to me. Super weird. It's really weird. All right, what else is that? It is that it for our nice That's things? It. Is that it for our show? That's the show. Oh, we've done it. It's amazing, Ryan. It's been incredible. Was it good for you? Let's, it was so good. It was better than I could have ever imagined it would be. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Let's go get on with our lives. Bye. Bye. Well, that is our show for this week. We will be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best, though I've just learned that your family's been canceled for defending the new SNL cast member, so that's very bad for them. <laughs>